What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're rocking with Lyles Movie Files. It is July 11th. Uh, rolling through July. Got the whole gang with me. We've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. It's sort of a slow time of year because there's not as much stuff going on outside of big movies and not a lot of cool TV shows. So we had to come up with some stuff on the fly. Hope you enjoy this episode. Let's kick it off by welcoming the one and only Chief. What's up, big man? How's everything on your end? Uh, everything is good. What's up, uh, the rest of the fellas and uh, to our, our our listeners? Jace, little brother, what's shaking with you? I'm good, man. En- enjoying life, man. How about you, bro? Good. Good. I'm fighting a cold. Hopefully, y'all won't hear too much of that on this end. But, uh, yeah, I'm fighting through. Gunner, what's shaking with you, man? good, man. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. All right, let's do it. And Javon King, what's up with you, man? Man, I'm cooling, man. Jamming on the one. You know, I watched Strictly Business for the first time in like nine years this week, and I've been quoting that movie all week long, so bear with me if you hear something like, the ham is cooked, glazed, and ready to be sliced a couple times. During- We're in July. It's the We're past the halfway point of 2018, so I asked you all to come up with your list, your top five uh, best films and worst films of 2018 so far. Now let's make this really, really interesting and let's assume for everybody besides Javon that Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War are on your list. So if you have them on your list, take them out. I'm going to give you time to come up with some other films because I figure those are the two consistent ones probably across the board. And I've seen a lot of bad movies, so I'm going to have to narrow them down. So what brave soul is going to go first to kick this bad boy off? you got to count me out all the way now, because here's the thing. All right. I only watched movies that were good, and the only two movies I really did stress to watch, three movies I stressed to watch was Black Panther, Infinity War, and Ant-Man. Now, I have Black Panther on my list twice. So I should just not comment on this segment any further. All right. Good deal. I recuse myself. Well, I'll, okay. I'll go. All right, Chief. What you got? All right. So here we go. So far, because I haven't seen everything. I've got mm-hmm. Deadpool. The Incredibles. I've got Ant-Man. Here's a surprising one, though, that you probably haven't thought about. A Quiet Place. Come on, man. Uh, did I take that from somebody? I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I thought that was going to be my one minute mill, even though I never saw no, the no, movie. I, 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 no, I you saw never it, saw that movie, but it's on your list? Hey, I mean, if it, if it has a budget wait, of like 15... 15- wait, wait, wait. You have to have seen the movie to call it one of your top five so far. I, okay. New sorry. rule. All right, Chief. Go ahead. No, those. Well, those. It's 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 four. I've seen more movies than that, but I can't really put them in my top five. I, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I I, I thought, you know, uh, the Jurassic Park was a negative. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't go see Solo because I didn't like the way it didn't interest me. I didn't go see Ocean's Eight based off the reviews. Um, 
So so that's where we at with it. You know what I mean? I've seen so far this movie this year. I've seen about I don't know almost what is that? Almost eight movies, ten movies, and uh, you know, uh, four four of them really. You know, four of them got me. So those are my four out of a possible five that I could have had, but I I didn't see five good ones this year at all. So not yet, anyway. I mean, it's, I mean, we're halfway through the year. I'm hoping if I see another four good ones, I guess that'll be a pretty good year. You know, other than the two that we already asked out, which is uh, Panther and Affinity, uh, you know, the Affinity War. So, um, you know, that would have been my six, you know. Okay. But those those are my four right there. So nothing made your worst list? Uh, my worst list, man, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Jurassic Park was 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 pretty was pretty bad. Um, I'm uh, I just I, I'm not gonna deal with that. So that made my worst list so far this year. The movie that I went to see and um, I was unimpressed with from from beginning to end. I mean, a big budget movie. Um. But like I said last time we talked about it, you know, it was it's more of the same thing. I mean, it's the same exact plot. It's almost like watching Saw, Friday the 13th, Hostel, uh, for whatever reason, the, the, like the, the Fast and Furious franchise. I mean, everybody loves it, but every every time you watch it, what is it? It's the same exact damn thing. The same exact damn thing. So, you know, um, that made my, and like I said, uh, the, the others I didn't see. So I, I, mean, I haven't been uh, hitting the movie circuit uh, because this year's movies haven't been interesting to me. Um, I had no interest in seeing Rampage, and I don't know if any of you guys did. Um, I, had no, <laughs> I had no, you know, after I read the Ocean Age review, I had no interest in seeing that. The skyscraper just looks silly as hell to me. Um, you know, if you're talking, you know. Um, you mean you don't want to see one-legged rock hanging off a uh, crane? You know, more of the same, man. And you know what? I'm starting to get rocked out at this point. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, I, don't get me wrong, but he's everywhere, every movie you turn to, he's in it. I remember there was a time where, for example, let's say Will Smith. You knew Will Smith was going to drop the hottest movie of that summer. And pretty much that would be, you know, kind of what he did that year. Now, with the way they got these movies are, uh, are coming at you, you see a movie, say, the 1st of January. You know, three months later, that movie's on cable almost. You right. know what I mean? Like you so so uh, a month from that time, month and a half from that time, you can buy it on on Amazon, and then another you know, like I said, another month or so you can get that you can see that movie. So what I'm saying is, by the time that month comes up, here comes a new movie by that cat. By the three months comes up, so he's on cable, and the dude is in the damn theaters at the same time. Like there's no reprieve you know from this dude. And you know what, Chief? None of these movies are good. Yeah. None of these movies, I'm going to tell your friend, you, you wouldn't come on here and be like, yo, y'all got to go see this movie. 
that has the rock in it. I like Jumanji. That was gay. Uh, all his Fast and Furious movies. But what I'm saying is, is Jeff, and, what he, and I think what he was saying is, like, these are not movies that you go bragging about. Like, Jumanji <laughs> was an average movie. Uh, Fast and Furious, you know, it, it's Fast and Furious. What are you going to do? But if you watch a rock movie nowadays, uh, San Andreas, so on and so forth, they're just regular movies that you go with. They're not blockbusters. They're just churning out movies. It's like going to the store and picking Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Sure, you can pick off a flavor and, and, the, and the ice cream will taste fine, but damn it, is it something that you'll be like, yo, you've got to try this flavor. It's, it's nothing, you know what I mean? There's nothing special oh, about these movies. Like I said, Quiet Place was a good movie that I had no idea that was going to be that good. But I'm saying when you, when the way they're turning out these rock movies, these Kevin Hart movies, um, yeah. they, they're not good. They're not good movies. They're okay movies. You can go, you can be entertained for the hour and 30 minutes, however it goes. But what I'm saying is you're not getting that, that, that great movie where you're like, yo, like, for example, when you walk out of, have you ever walked out of a recent rock movie in the last couple of years, besides the Fast and Furious joint, where you was like, yo, I got to turn around and see that again. I'll wait. Nope. Uh, Jumanji was probably the only one. But I have something really? even I mean, more. Really? I mean, you like Jumanji that much? It was funny. It made me laugh. And I got it something, because I was watching the trailers for Skyscraper, since we're kind of on this, on this rock thing. But I think it's really interesting how, let's say the dude's done about 20 movies in the last eh, 10 years. This dude's never had a black love interest that I can think of in these movies. I mean, this one, he's got Nev Campbell. I mean, we we dragged Sidney Prescott out of retirement. And <laughs> this that. Joker still can't get a black love interest. It's just weird because he's in a million movies and he just never is, is hooked up with a black lady. Do you think they don't that's have a as black, though? Exactly. Do you think that's because he want to keep he wants to keep his beige appeal? Because the moment he's on screen and he's lip locking, uh, 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 what's her name, my girl, Taraji Henson, as his main love interest in the film, then that's it. You doing uh, it's gonna be all rock movies gonna be the black versions of blockbusters. It's gonna be Black Die Hard, uh, oh, uh, Black saying. Commando, or whatever. But dude, his movies already there anyway. I mean, you you, you look at Skyscraper, you got that right. that Die, die Hard. hard. I'm like, he's got enough box office clout now where it's like, look, I can branch out. I can have a sister for a love interest in one movie. I don't know the deal is with him and um, Naomi Harris from uh, Rampage because that's like the only movie that I've seen where he's been opposite a, a sister, period. I mean, like all of his I mean, movies have know, like some... And then really, like Naomi Harris has like, a track record of just not being there. Not being in the love interest part of the th- of the movie, yeah, Naomi like Harris. She, movie, look yeah. back. She's, never she's not the love interest. Yeah, she's yeah. the female sidekick or, or assistant or whatever. Heroine, right? Money money. Money. But she but, wasn't the main love interest in that. But that's what I'm saying. Like she's money penny. It's like you flirt with her at best, but it's not right. like you're going like. I mean, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, but <laughs> like he could probably say, hey, you know, this is somebody I really want to work with. I really would love to see this person opposite on me you know, when the scene, like, you put me on the screen with Sandy Newton, uh, and, I, you know, I, I really look like I could, I could go and run some, I could, we could do some good business. You know, the problem with him is, Jason, is this. At, at this point in the Ross career, 
he can go through and pick his scripts. Exactly. But to me, it seems like he just, anything they put on his desk, he's like, yo, you know what? I'll do it. I'll, I'll do that. But but is, that, is, that, is, that is that Samuel Jackson? Like, but no, like, for example, Will Smith, right? You would think by now, being that Will Smith has reached that Hollywood icon status, he could be or star in whatever role he wants. We've never seen Will play anything but the hero in a movie. We've seen him play some gray area characters, but for the most part, we've never seen Will really branch out other than being the hero in a film. Do you think that's because oh, he's so protective of his good. brand? Yeah, he's uh, a dead bad guy. Deadshot. He was Deadshot wasn't he a bad guy. Deadshot. Well, he's an anti-hero, yeah. Six degrees of separation. Oh, yeah. yeah, but that was early. Will has seven pounds. This was before he became that. Like six degrees was before he became Will Smith, blockbuster drawer, right? Hey, seven I'm pounds. About take a real chance in seven pounds. Not really as a bad okay. guy. So you're talking about like a, a questionable character. So you're talking about like, like you, mean, you want to see him a training day. You want to see a Will Smith yeah, training. Uh, Sam Jackson taking on a villain role. You know where they mix up their characters because for what it's worth, you're gonna get some degree of Will Smith playing Will Smith. Whether it's angry Will Smith or it's heroic Will Smith or comedic love interest, romance comedy Will Smith, you're going to get a variation of that. You're not going to get downtrodden Will Smith. I mean, uh, Pursuit of Happiness, was, a, it, but it was a feel-good story. He was still the hero. But you're not going to get after Earth. Will Smith. He was still the hero. Kind of. You know? and, he was still kind of the hero. He was guiding his son. His son went to all of his dad's lessons and all of that. So... I'm just, I'm not knocking, this isn't a knock on Will, it's just he's protective of his brand, and that's what I'm saying is the rock in the same vein, where he's being really protective of his brand. I think the rock That's why he's is, having to take chances. No, nah, but I mean, he's doing, he's got his thing. Rock Rock knows exactly the the brand of movie star he is. He is the successor to the Stallones, the Willis, Schwarzeneggers. So he's just going to do those action movies. And that's his, that's his wheelhouse. He's going to stay in it and work it out. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what but it is, right? I'm saying, my, what yeah. I'm saying is The Rock is, is in a ton of movies, and there's not one black female that he's like, you know what, I'm going to work with her, give her a little shine. Naomi Harris, because while we were talking, I just looked through his filmography, and Naomi Harris is like the first one, and there are a lot of movies where he doesn't even have a love interest. But mm-hmm. when he does, it's not a sister. And I'm not saying you always, but dude, he's been in enough movies that he can be the dude that he can have a black love interest, and people don't go, oh, yeah. "I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not gonna be in the rock business anymore. I can't see, you know, he's tainted my image of him. I can't view him the same way. That's that's just ridiculous. Okay. I mean, because you got Nev Campbell out of retirement for real. For real. Oh, okay, Jeff. I, I think Rock, Rock kind of knows. It's like, hey, if all else fails, my movie will do well and shine. Like, Jeez. Jeez. and but now, mean, Black Panther defined in China. Black Black Panther defined in China. Jeff, I, I'm just, hey, it, it, I, I'm not defending why he's doing it. I'm just saying, like, if you're trying to go on a business standpoint, you're like, you know what? No I can make this rampage. I can make this rampage, stupid, silly movie. I can make skyscraper. Oh, okay, all right. So, what are what are some of the Rock's love interests in his other movies? Jeff, I don't. I'm let's say, besides the Fast and the Furious movies, 
He didn't have I, a I mean, love like, interest in him. No, what, what was the what was the uh, the one where he was like uh, where he like his his wife and kid had been killed? Like that was actually a good rock movie before he was in Fast and Furious. Like I like that movie. The rest of them, I'm like, which one? What was the one where he was like the deeper, faster? Yeah, faster. Yeah. Is faster. Yeah. Yeah, like that was like a good yeah. rock movie, but that was the one right before yeah. Fast Five. <laughs> yeah, like, but the rest of them had kind of been like, okay, and like you said, in the action movie vein, it's like, okay, I've seen a lot of these movies. I don't really want to spend the twenty dollars to do it, and if it somehow is better, my point. My point is, you no, can't no. think of his love interest. So oh, it no, doesn't no, no. matter who his love interest is. Oh, I mean, if I can, I mean, his love interest is, I mean, like, what movies are in? That Carla really Gugino. He had like a girl that. from Walking Tall. Yeah. What was the um, one before Skyscraper? The other built, San Andreas? Like, yeah, I know yeah, he worked for that lady Gugino, whatever her name is. Yeah. Like, he like said, Walking Tall, he had a love interest. What was her name? Uh, Ashley... What's her face? Ashley Scott. Ashley Scott's her name. From Walking Kelly Hugh. Yeah, Kelly Hugh and the Scorpion King. I mean, my whole point is the dude, it doesn't matter who his love interest is because he's a rock. Nobody cares about his love interest. So that being a fact, he have anybody as his love interest. And I just, I think it would be neat to occasionally have a black woman as one of his love interests. Sorry to dominate and just take over, but I just, you know, that that's been bugging me. I didn't write about it, but I'm sure when the next rock film comes out, I'll I'll put that down on the site. Anyway, okay. um, let's see. So we did cheese. Uh, Jace, you ready? Yes, I am ready. Right, okay. Yeah. All right. So round out my uh, top two, Ant-Man and Infinity Wars. I'm putting Ant-Man in there, too. Uh, I'm going to go with, since Chief already took Deadpool, I'm going to get with uh, Maze Runner, Death Cure, I'm not going to go into any spoilers, but I thought that was a really good finale for that series. And I'm going to actually go with one I saw, uh, what was it, Friday night? Anon on Netflix. Like, I like that movie. <laughs> that was actually worth, that was worth the two-hour investment. That, that was a fun movie to watch. So, I've been wondering about that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I tried out Tao, but that didn't really, I'd already seen uh, Ex Machina. Oh, It kind of put me yeah. in the same kind of vibe, so. That didn't really work for him, but Anon was that was good. So that's my five. Javon, what you got? Uh, oh, I'm um, sorry, Jace, you got worst five on your list, too, Jay? Oh man, hold on. So, all right, see, I'm gonna say I can't really say that my worst five because I didn't see these because I just I mean it's just like my worst five has death Death Wish which I'm sure they thought that was going to be a new Charles Bronson, Bruce Willis. I was like, heck no. Uh, then you got Superfly, which, unlike unlike Javon, there was no chance I was going to see that movie. Wait, you have to see these movies. Okay, as I said, that is why I said I haven't seen, like, the only one I would put kind of in that list to me that I've actually seen is Hotel Artemis, because I'm sure, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it was like, yeah, I could have used my time better. I mean, like, I mean, we could have gone bowling with Dad for <laughs> the Father's Day, and I think we would have better time. I mean, like, we, we would have had a month more to talk about versus watching that movie again. It's like, eh, okay. 
But, I mean, the rest of the movies, I'm not going to spend my money on. If I, if I come in there with a the preconceived notion it's going to be bad, and then I'm like, oh, wow, I'm actually right. It did suck. What the heck was I, what I think with my money? Like, so I, I, I try to pick my shots when I was going to the movies, and I was going with the short fire wins, and then if somebody said something was good, I might check it out, but there hasn't been anything like that this year. There's no word of mouth. There's no girl trip just come out that says, oh, you got to see this movie. Like, this summer's been, if it isn't a surefire hit, don't put your money into it because it's not been worth seeing. Okay. Javon, how about you? Dig it. Um, I'm going to start with my worst because I did see these movies, and damn, these things were awful. I'm going to start with The Commuter. Because Liam Neeson always suckers me in, man. I don't know how he does it, man. He always gets my money. Because he, 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 yeah. he's an old-school tough guy. Yeah. I like Maybe. Liam Neeson because he's old-school tough. I mean, everybody got – he's like my John Wayne. You know what I'm saying? He's the, he's the old-school tough guy that I respect if he's kicking somebody's ass cause he, as an old man because he's still big enough where – you're like, yeah, Liam Neeson could probably kick somebody's ass still, but yeah. we, we, we all older. saw uh, Taken Three, so we Taken. Lord have mercy, they should have stopped it too, because two was even okay. two was bad. Two was <laughs> bad, but it was okay. It was okay enough where you ignored a lot because you liked the, right. the first movie and you liked <laughs> Liam Neeson, right? I don't right. know if I'm on an island with that one, but that's how I felt with Taken Two. Taken Three, I have to agree. I was like, look, it, I'm going to go see it because I like the first one and I tolerated the second one. Maybe they do a redemption song with three and end it right. But no, nah, they, they screwed that up. And, <clears throat> yeah, so much. The commuter was more the same. I like the premise of it a little bit because we've seen that kind of thing before. Uh, babe in the Woods, not Babe in the Woods, but guy gets sucked into doing something he doesn't want to do and now he's got to do it. And it just didn't go anywhere. It was like it was everything was so predictable from the introduction to the villain lady to the you must do this before time expires. It was like somebody said, imagine speed meets a uh, 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 phone booth meets a uh, 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 passage to 57 or now what was the Steven Seagal one where he had to systematically take over or take back a, a, a Navy vessel. What was that? Under Siege? Under Siege, that was. Yeah. Before Steven Seagal became an Eskimo or, so, or Native American or something, <laughs> right before that phase of his life or his acting career. So that's what it was kind of a mix up of all three of those movies. It was really bad, and I was disappointed in that. Um, number two is Proud Mary, and I really wanted to like Proud Mary. I thought I thought highly of the print. I thought it was going to be the new Foxy Brown, the new Friday Foster. You know, I thought Taraji was like, going to kill it, and she did. It, how can I say it, man? It's, it's like she was Taraji, you know. I'm sassy. I'm a kick-ass. I'm, 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 I'm going to look like I know what I'm doing. I'm going to talk the talk. But it was so predictable. And, the, you know, bad dialogue can take you out of a movie very quickly. I don't care how cool it looks. Bad dialogue can totally ruin you on a movie. I don't care who the actor is. I don't care how cool it looks, how great the action scenes are. Once you have a bit of the dialogue that makes you the audience cringe 
or it's so laughably bad that you you start checking your phone while you're in the theater, like when you're being that level rude, like you're playing like I don't know a uh, uh, Fortnite in the theater because you're like, all right, y'all lost me. That that's a problem. If they would have, I don't know, man. If somebody would have wrote this movie, if they'd have had a better write, screenwriter for this movie, it probably would have went over better. If they'd had better dialogue, it would have went over better. But that's what killed the movie. And it was too predictable. Everything you, everything that you saw in that movie, you, you called it out. You knew what was going to happen. Uh, number three, I'm tossed because what was the name of that damn comedy with uh, the other Wilson brother, the blonde Wilson brother? Owen. When I was trying to find my ba- their baby daddy or whoever their father was, Bing Rames, uh, Bing Rames was in it. Was it father something? Yeah, we ain't got no daddy. Yeah, we ain't got no daddy. Whatever it was called, that was terrible. That was terrible. And it wasn't bad. Uh, father's father's father figure. Father figure. I think was the name of it. And it had everybody in. It had a lot of actors in it, man. Um. Trying to think, Cat Williams was in there. Uh, what's my man, uh, J. Jonah Jameson from the first Spider-Man series? J.K. Simmons. Film series. Yeah, he was in that. Um, I thought it was going to be good because the trailer looked like it was going to be possibly funny, but that's the problem with movies like that, man. All the best and funniest scenes were in the trailer. So when you went to see it, you really saw the whole movie and some of the stuff in the trailer, like the theatrical trailer, didn't even make the final cut of the movie. Hate that. I found that out because when I read after the fact, like, yeah, what was what was the deal with that scene with Cat Williams and then when it was running from the train? What was that about? That didn't make the final cut of the movie. But it was funny enough to make the trailer. So it was like, okay, we got your money. You thought this was a funny scene. Wrong. It's not going to be in the movie. Come give us your money anyway, you dope. And that's what they did to us. And it wasn't funny to boot. Like, What's his name? Uh, my man with uh, what's his name from the Hangover with the tooth? Stu, what's his name? Oh, Ed Helms. Yeah, from the Office, that guy. Yeah. I, I was hoping, he, you know, because he he's funny in doses. I've seen a couple things of him. He's funny in doses, but he was he's a straight man in the movie, mm-hmm. and he overdoes straight man. It's like there's he he has no comedic qualities to him as the straight man. He plays it too straight. So that was a dud to me. That's number three. I'm for number four. I'm at a toss between, and I told y'all I saw uh, Purge and I liked it, but I didn't like it. So it's gonna Purge is gonna be number four, and I can't. I, I'm torn, man, because I would put it on both lists. You know why? <laughs> because it was a bad, good movie. Well, no, I'm not a bad, good movie. A good, bad movie. It was a bad movie. Based on the, but it like was, Snakes on the Plane, bad, good? Uh, No, because Snakes on the Plane was at least funny, and it didn't take itself too damn seriously. This movie takes itself very seriously and then tries to have uh, political undertones based on what's going on currently. So basically, a Trump-like president issues the purge, right? He, this was his grand idea. Crime's at an all-time high. Racism is at an all-time high in this country. Let's let let's let's get everybody instead of you know uh, uh, random murders and random killing whatever you know let's give everybody a one night to just get it out of this system bust that crime nut and go and go on home and we live happily for the next 364 days right <clears throat> it it just it tried too hard and it was 
if they would have, if they could have gotten some better actors, if they could have gotten some better actors, it, it would have really would have worked. It really would have worked. And some corny dialogue here and there heard it, but overall, if they would have put more into making this movie uh, uh, watchable, uh, believable, as opposed to cool and, and current, they really would have had something dynamite on their hands. They really would have had something great on their hands because the premise is dope. Hey, the poorest and most and disenfranchised of the society are the ones who are greatly, most greatly affected by the purge. And showing the first purge would have said, oh, oh wow, so this, this, they could have tied some things together. But they didn't. They just chose to go cool. It was like Hype Williams directing it. It was like just this visual, this visuals, this visuals. So it's, it's, it's difficult to put it number four. If You know what I'm going to do? No. Number four is going to be a two-part. It's going to be Purge and Superfly because they're both one and the same. They're good, bad movies that need some help. They need a tutor. Um, they, if they had a tutor, they'd be good movies. But they're still going to make my number four for the good movies, right? <laughs> so it's crazy. They're going to be good, bad. They're both going to be number four for good, bad movies for my bad list, but they're going to be number four for my bad, good movies. That makes no sense, so please no. don't try to make sense of it. Okay. Right? But they're, they're, they're number four on both lists because they almost, they're, they're like a, a 55, 60, if you were to give them a scale of one to, uh, zero to 100. So they could be, it's, it's push either or. Um, so they make the good list. I'm getting into the good list now. Number three. Wow, list, you just got the good right? list now. Man. Okay. Right? Yeah. I'm going to take a commercial break here. Uh, intermission. Go get some popcorn or something. Number three for the good list, I'm going to have to pick. Uh, uh, I saw that. What's his name, man? Uh, the Clint Eastwood one about the Paris train. Everybody, everybody shit on it, but I liked it. I liked it. Because it, I mean, these were first-time actors. They they did the best they could. Plus, it was, it it was reliving a pretty intense and big-time moment, man. That was that was, it it was it was it was fun. It was not fun, but it was like you were at the edge of your seat when the action finally took place. Uh, number two, believe it or not, Death Wish. I really like that since nobody can include uh, Black Panther, or Deadpool, or, or or what's the other one. Uh, Ant Man, and number one, The Incredibles. For obvious reasons, The Incredibles was dope. Yeah. All right. Good list. Good list. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna go through with my. I'm gonna go with my mm, top five since you did your 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 top five last. I tried to go with different ones because I so I didn't put Incredibles on there. Um. But my first one, in no particular order, is A Wrinkle in Time. thought it was a fun, uh, cool movie. Great visuals. Ava DuVernay mixes it up with a nice little fantasy deal. Uh, and I thought it was just cool seeing a black girl in a fantasy role and an Asian brother. I mean, that's a combination that I really can't imagine has ever been done in a Hollywood big budget film and it was cool and I like seeing somebody else get a slice of the pie that we typically see with one uh, race so I like that you know it was cool effects and you know the story wasn't the best but I just I like the visuals that was one I watched to see how cool it looks not necessarily because it was such a great complex story um 
another one kind of on that same trend, but I like the story a little bit more was Ready Player One. Um, that was a dope movie. It was the Who Framed Roger Rabbit of video games. Uh, so it was all kind of video game Easter eggs. A lot of fun. Uh, definitely spoke to that multiplayer generation that we're in right now with video games. Uh, Steven Spielberg directed okay. it, so it was cool. I think it's about to hit on Blu-ray next week, or if it's not out this week. But I really liked it. And that's gonna I now watch track it. I really want to see that one. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was really cool. I liked it a lot. Um, okay. I, that was the one after Black Panther where it just seemed like there was mm. not going to be another one until Avengers Infinity War that I, I liked that much. But it was really good. Really liked it. Okay. I think it's going to be one where people start seeing it during Oscar season and start talking about it all over again. Uh, next up was a Netflix film. And I had several Netflix films on my, like, top 10 list but i kind of narrowed it down to this one set it up uh tay diggs lucy Liu are like the co-stars but it's they're they're playing two miserable horrible bosses and their assistants set them up to make their lives easier it is certainly not a groundbreaking romantic comedy by any stretch of the imagination but it's funny it's done well the acting's great and it's just, you know, you you know romantic comedies, and it's exactly like everyone you've seen before. It's just done really well. So I liked it. And again, seeing more diversity in these movies always gets points with me. Now, um, the movie that has not come out yet, but I'm just going to put it on my list because it comes out next Friday, the 20th. Uh, it's this film called Occupation. It's dope. It is basically a typical alien invasion movie. Uh, set in Australia and these this small town a bunch of people who gather at this fair end up being this resistance force where they start learning how to fight these aliens and start waging this little war and there's nothing really original about it I mean that premise isn't like oh wow it's so original but it's really well done and it's a small scale I don't think it's an independent film you know like on that level of budget and financing but the effects are really well done the acting is all strong and it's just a really good movie and i'm a big fan of those alien invasion films where random people come together and start finding this fighting for a common goal and um yeah it was really good and it was it was the way it played out i kind of felt like man this could be this would be a dope tv show because they have so much, so many different layers to the characters where I don't feel like um, I was watching them just for a two-hour stretch, but I felt like I'd gotten to know them over the course of this movie. And I was like, man, they could they could really make this into a movie. I mean, in the show. It kind of felt, in a lot of ways, like watching The Walking Dead, but with uh, aliens instead of zombies running around as the evil opposition. So it's cool. Uh, if you are able to check it out in theaters, it comes out next week. But uh, it will be out on VOD, Video On Demand. So I highly recommend it. Check it out. And my final film that I'm sure a lot of people have not seen, but you really need to, is Operation Red Sea. This is a gun version of the raid, pretty much. Uh, Crazy action. It's this uh, military force that goes to stop these bad guys and they start in a boat and then they go end up going through a village. Then they end up in a desert and then they go to an airfield. It is a crazy action film and it's just 
big time spectacles. It's like an expendable. It's like the Expendables meets the Raid, and it's crazy. Really well done action film. So that is easily for sure going to make it to my top ten, maybe even my top five for the end of the year. But it was really good and definitely well worth checking out and tracking down. Now for my worst five, because there are lots of options. I almost feel jealous and envious of you guys not having so many options. But I've got tons. Um, these again are no particular order. Mom and Dad. Selma Blair and Nicolas Cage play a husband and wife who have to stop trying to kill their kids after a virus goes loose in the city. It is a terrible movie, even by Nicolas Cage standards, and it was really <laughs> awful. I mean, you know, Nicolas Cage is always like a warning sign, but this one was bad even from even from my typical low warning. This is a Damn. Nicolas Cage movie. Don't go into it. It's bad. And I really Damn. hated myself for wasting the time watching it. Next up, I, unlike you, Javon, I did not like Death Wish. I just thought it was so generic. I felt like after The Equalizer, this, this didn't have anything new to say. And it was Bruce Willis playing the 2018 version of Bruce Willis. And it's just like, <laughs> come on. I mean, he has been so lazily collecting paychecks since 2000. They just does the same in every movie. And I'm just, I'm yeah. over it. It's but funny you know because this is like the first one of his movies that has actually been released in the theaters because he has been busy filling, <laughs> filling that VOD list with Nicolas Cage. It's like he oh, bought yeah. it. So, yeah. No, man, I, Jeff, honestly, I liked it for that reason because it was so bad. Yeah. I, I like, it was just unoriginal, and you knew what was going to happen. Old ball guy kicking ass. I, I, yeah. I, I like those movies. They're bad, but they're good. I do, too. But I, you know what it was? I just felt like he's so lazy. that I mean, even a movie like this, it wasn't even like he was getting that like kind of sick satisfaction of killing these dudes in, in crazy ways. It was just like, oh, no. eh. like he check. just woke up. Yeah, man. And I just, man, I just resented his whole lack of caring and interest in the film. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me not care about the film either. So that's why. You know I why I didn't want to watch it? You know why I didn't want to watch it? Because they advertised the hell out of it on El Ray, and it seemed like an El Ray movie. Yeah. Like, you know those movies where it's just like, you know, Chop Em Up Part 8 starring, you know. <laughs> <laughs> starring that, 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 that Hispanic, old Hispanic dude Danny you can never Trejo. stand. Yeah, they don't Danny Trejo's. In every single one, either he's like the bad guy or the good guy. Chop him up eight, machete five. Like you know we what I mean? That's what Death right. Wish, and they advertise the hell out of it. Well, they advertise the heck out of that on El Rey, and I was yeah. like, so this is gonna be an El Rey movie on this big screen? Yeah, I'm not watching it. Yeah, it was it was not an El Rey movie because an El Rey movie would have had at least some excitement. And Danny Trejo would have been way better in this movie than Bruce He's Willis. amazing. Yeah. He's, ama- he's amazing on Flash. He's yeah. amazing, I would think. Now, now, Danny Trejo just missed my list on another film, Cartel 2045. That movie <laughs> was, Wait, that would be on your dismal. Oh, my gosh. I was What's so that? mad at everybody involved in this movie. So Cartel 2045 is like a sci-fi <laughs> cyborg thing where this dude he so mechs have 
are part of warfare in, in uh, Mexico. So the cartels will use the mechs to, to wage war. And there's this one guy who knows how to use a mech. He's got a chip embedded in his brain so he can connect with them and use them. And man, this movie is done on the cheap. I think if we pulled our checks together at this exact moment, we would have made a movie that looked better than this one. The special effects are so bad. I mean, it's like, so your movie's involving mechs. So if you're thinking that, you're hearing, all right, I got to get my CGI tight because I've got to make these mechs look good. These guys are like, nah, we'll just use 1984 Robotech effects. That should work, right? It looks so bad. And then when people are getting <laughs> shot like RoboCop, up, right? it's, it's like... It like RoboCop, didn't it? Yeah, man. No, nah, man. No, nah, I would not ever... Nah, man. I would never say RoboCop looked that bad. I mean, it, it made RoboCop, RoboCop 2 with the Ed 209. Yeah, I mean, the Ed 209 was the last movie than that Joker. I mean, they, they were <laughs> bad. It went back in time to use their special effects. It was awful. And the acting is terrible and the characters i didn't care who got killed i didn't care who died the only reason i watched it did it was because of danny trejo that was literally it but that was bad but the only reason that's not on my list is because people didn't have to go to theaters to pay for it otherwise it would have been it would have well it probably would have been my number one because it's, it's terrible but also on my list, and this one is not coming to theaters, but it deserved a shot on this top five list because there is no way they should have made this movie bad. Escape Plan 2. So the first film, uh, it wasn't groundbreaking. I mean, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. They're breaking out of a super high-tech prison. Jim Caviezel's the evil, cruel warden, and they got to escape out of this thing. And that was all the that was all that movie was. It was not the best movie I'd seen in years, but it was cool because you have Arnie, you've got Sly going with each other, and they got a little fight scene just so we can have that in the film. But, I mean, it was fine. This movie is not fine. So Schwarzenegger's not in it, but they replaced him with Dave Bautista. And that's, that's a pretty decent sub- substitute. He works. But the film is the ultimate bait and switch because it doesn't feature Stallone or Batista. It features these other characters, including Jesse Metcalf from Desperate Housewives. So it's just terrible. And they try to use some sci-fi thing, but it's escape plan. You've seen the movie, they're trying to get out of a prison. And this movie just makes it stupid. And I, this makes it on my list because escape plan 2 should not have been so hard to get right. But they found every way to do it wrong. Terribly so. It's a bad movie. Don't see it. Don't track it down. Don't watch it on cable. Turn the TV off if you see it on cable while you're browsing through stations. Next up on my list, Truth or Dare. Now, Truth or Dare was a Bloomhouse Productions film. It seemed kind of interesting. Uh, these teens, these college students, they're on spring break. And they get part sucked into this curse where they have to keep playing this game of truth or dare or they die. And now that premise sounded kind of cool. It had me interested. But then, and it was good maybe like halfway through, barring just the normal horror movie teen logic where this stranger wants to take them up to this deserted house on a hill and start playing truth or dare. And they're like, okay, that sounds like fun. Let's play truth or dare with a stranger. And... Then they start playing it. And the movie's kind of cool because there's some creative things that they do and the people are actually smart in terms of trying to avoid it. But then the movie just starts going down this really twisted, cruel route where the gay guy has to tell his dad that he's gay. And then it's just... They just do some really jacked up stuff where 
you watch a horror movie and you kind of want the jerk teens to get killed and it's like ha look what happened to them but this one the teens aren't really jerks and then they start having to do dumb stuff like the best friend has to sleep with her friend's girl boyfriend because uh, she's had a crush on him and it's just like why is she having sex with him she's just supposed to sleep with him so it's just there that movie got dumb really badly and it was so terrible in the second half that i hated it when i left the theater so don't see that one either Last on my list, Red Sparrow, featuring Jennifer Lawrence. This movie is basically her being a spy, and I hated this movie because it was awful. And it was one of those films where she's super cool. It was it was like a whacker version of Atomic Blonde. And Jennifer Lawrence can do a lot of things, but pulling off a Russian accent, she cannot. And yeah, it's just a bad movie. I don't really have a lot of other things to say about it other than I really regret watching any of that time. It made me very sad. Uh, So that's my top five and top worst films. So we have another list that we're going to go through in a second, but I just figured take a break from our countdown. There is some news that came out uh, the last couple of days, and I want to do a quick round robin to get your thoughts on said news. The DC Warner Brothers universe is going to confuse people even more because Joaquin Phoenix is indeed signed on now to star in a Joker origin film. I think Joaquin Phoenix is probably a better choice to play Joker than Jared Leto, but he's going to be in his Joker movie and Jared Leto is going to be in his Joker movie. Anybody confused yet? Gunner, why are they doing this? And are you confused or do you just wish someone in DC could just find the uh, infinite crisis button and reset everything? You know what? I was actually going to say something to that effect. First of all, I feel like DC have like offices, right? And they all are in different silos, not like, you know, figuratively figurative silos, literal silos that separate one person to the other, one writer to the other. So continuity is just not possible to the point where they hire two different actors, maybe three by now, and to play the Joker. I, two different movies. Why? I don't even understand. And for the record, I didn't think Jared Leto was a terrible Joker. You know what I mean? But sure. I mean, you know, it's fine. He's fine. But why are we having so many multiple movies and multiple versions Unless they're really doing some multiverse stuff where Walking Phoenix is playing a Joker from like the 40s or something. I don't know. Or, you know, something cool like that. That would be cool. You know what I mean? And then throw it all together in like some kind of end credit scene. But that's too much like Marvel, so I don't think they'll ever do that. So, yeah, a, a quick reset, flashpoint, paradox, crisis on Infinity Earth, anything would fix this. Although I don't have faith in that now either. I mean, the continuity is just completely off. Then you got your TV shows. What are you going to do with them? I mean, it's just so off considering that Marvel gave you the formula. Are yeah. they trying that hard to be different? Because I don't think it, yeah, they don't need to. They just should just do continuity. Be normal. <laughs> like, How hard is that? Can I get my regular Flash? Can I get my regular Green Arrow with a Batman in it? Like, yo, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't understand what what the DC live action universe is doing to the franchise, to everything. Really, they should just yeah. continue to make more Batman movies and move on. That's it. Chief, Chief, what do you think about this? 
Well, uh, they've they've been kind of weird with it for a while, and I don't know why Joaquin Phoenix. I, I don't I don't even understand it in 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 any kind of way. I thought the Joker was getting younger. You know, um, right, right. Like, what is he playing? Is he playing an old grizzly Joker? Like, what's going on? So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know, man. Um, most of the time we come in here and we talk, and we can't figure out what the hell they're doing, why they do it, um, other than, you know, a quick grab of cash. Um, I don't, I don't know what they want to do. Really, to be honest with you, I'd have been fine if they didn't come up with another Joker movie and just left, uh, my man, my man Ledger's performance alone forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, what are you going to do? I guess you got to do something. So, but I don't understand. I don't know, Jeff. I have no clue of, of, of why this is the way it is. Um, and I'm not looking forward, to be honest, I'm not looking forward to either one of them. I mean, my man's Joker from Suicide Squad. Well, I don't know. He was if you like, if they ever got a shot of the Joker where or walking away, that Joker seemed like he would have been sagging. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pants down, underwear up. You know what I mean? He was just too. This Joker looks like every you know white I mean? rapper that's coming right now. Yeah, he was. He was a little too, you know, rock starish for me. Yeah, um, he's yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the Joker to me is. He's he's crazy, but he's got an element of like he's smart. This Joker just kind of seemed like I don't know. He just he was just too out there for me. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know this other guy, this uh, this Phoenix character. I don't know what they're gonna do. You know, maybe Joker's in a nursing home, and uh, <laughs> he's you know who knows. Who knows what they got? I don't know. Neil Blomkamp, who directed District 9, is going to be doing RoboCop Returns. It's a reboot of RoboCop. Chief, what do you think about this? Didn't we just see a reboot of RoboCop? Yeah, we did. I could have swore. I I was just at the movie theater, and I saw a reboot of RoboCop within the last five years. Was it even five? Um, was it two? Seriously, two. I don't even know, but I know I saw a reboot. Um, and, and, not say, I, and I can't say that I even hated the reboot, but a reboot of the reboot. I, you, you know, uh, I don't know about y'all, but. Um, these reboots are the re- If you're going to make the movie, make the damn movie. So if you're going to reboot it, you got your RoboCop, then put out RoboCop 2. Put out RoboCop. Stop doing the goddamn uh, reboot of the whole story. Oh, that. I mean, man, that chapter. <laughs> no one's going to know the origin every, of RoboCop if they don't do it again. Dude, let me tell you something. I, that Spider-Man bullshit pissed me off. I'm still pissed behind that. 
So whenever I hear somebody saying they're gonna they're gonna redo something, yo, it listen, I can't no more. I can't go back to any more reboots of the reboot. So, um, you know, if they're gonna do a, a one through three or whatever, just do it. Just do it. Stop. Stop rebooting it on us. I mean, how many times can we see RoboCop again? From one the beginning. And, and then you're going to run it back on us. And then now it's a different RoboCop. It's a different this. It's a, instead of just, you know what I mean? You know, go with the flow, man. I, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, this incredible 14-year deal. I mean, they just, they're killing me with all this, with all this, this, this time in between the movies. You know, when you used to see a movie, man, it might be two years before the next movie came out back in that day and age. You could fire off a couple of sequels now within a year and a half of each other, if that. Go ahead and do that, man. Stop, stop with the reboot, man. I mean, if anybody was born when the last Robocop was out, they're still not going to be old enough to see this one. So. And they're not going to care you. I'm not looking for it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to be interested in that. I, you know, if I want to see it again, I'll just watch the last reboot. I, I can't imagine, uh, that it gets any better. I'm so sick of these reboots. I'm so sick of these, 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 this Hollywood bull, you know. Bad Boys 3 coming to a theater near you. It's not a reboot. That's, That's a what I'm saying, man. A sequel. No, no, no. He's also like, yo, super sequels. Super sequels from like 10 years later. 10 years later. We really yeah. covered that. Yeah. The Bad Boys Yeah, 3. we still did. Now Bad Boys 3. You know, this time they're in a nursing home. You know, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Yo, Bad Boys 2 was like, what, 2003? Yeah. <laughs> That was 15 years ago. Here's Mary. Hey, Gunner. Gunner. Do you want to see 50-year-old Martin, 55-year-old Martin and 50-year-old Will do anything right now together? Danny Glover was like 50. Will, okay. Well, yeah. Will, okay, but Martin, Martin looked like he, I've seen Martin lately, right? Like, right. He's he's like done. He's, he's, He's done, dude. He's Bruce Willis done, man. I'm like, he's just done. He is a hot dog that's been on that burner way too long. And, Jeff, I know what you're saying. Danny Glover was 50, right, when they did the first uh, Lethal Weapon, you said? He was Uh, fry. No, Jeff, what was you saying? I was saying that Danny Glover was super old. Not super old, but, I mean, he was old when they did that. And there's no reason that Martin can't be the older, wily guy. Because Will Smith still looks young-ish. And, I mean, what was Bad Boys? I mean, he was just shooting guns off. They don't need to go chasing after somebody. I I I think they can still make fun with it. And then making fun of their age as they're older more experienced vet. Hey, dude, you can't keep up. Mike Lowry, you need a wheelchair. I mean, I think they could have fun playing up their age in this one. I mean, I feel you, right? But here's the thing. It was the running gag that Murtaugh was old because he was old when the first one came out. When the first one came out, these were the two young black guys in Hollywood. These were the young guns. And it's not to say that they can't make fun of their age going forward now, you know. It's just 
do you really want to see it? And then plus, I watched Martin's last stand up. Did anybody see that one last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, Gunner! If I'm wrong, strike me down. Was it like he was just saying, "Hey, remember Martin? Remember fart jokes? Remember that? Remember that was funny? Remember I did uh, talking dirty at the dock? Remember that? That was funny, he's, wasn't it?" Javon, he's not gonna write this. There has never. That is so true. There's never really been a funny Martin joint ever, except that one with the Tim and his friend ride along on that country on that cross country trip. Every oh, one Robbins. of the Martin. Tim Robbins, right? The yeah. one with the dude starts, hey, man, lose. let me rub your shoulders. None to lose. Uh, no, nah, no, nah, I'm talking about his stand-up. His stand-up. Oh, oh, when oh. he was talking about him and his boy, go for the trip, and uh, his boy like, hey, man, let me just rub some ice on you so, uh, you know. You, <laughs> Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The first one. Yeah, yeah. No. He's oh, so shit. crazy or whatever yeah. it's called. It, yeah. Every one you. of them after that has been garbage. Oh, jeez. Yes, garbage. You got for me. They all been doing Agreed. All matter of fact, matter of fact, we we didn't even go to a Martin show <laughs> because it was garbage. And then I tried to then I tried to give away the tickets, and nobody would take them. And you couldn't. I know that ain't nobody want to go to Martin. Lawrence. I couldn't. Martin Lawrence. Nobody wants to see Martin Lawrence. I find yeah. him unfunny, and and Mike, what's the dude? The Mike Epps unfunny. Mike Epps. Mike Epps is not funny. Unfunny. JB Smooth. Unfunny guy. Oh my god. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I'll say yeah. this. I'll say this to Mike Epps' defense. And hear me out. Mike Epps is the dude. If we just drinking and talking shit, that's the guy you want there. He's funny in that aspect. But if he's charging you seventy five dollars to come see him at Constitution <laughs> Hall, man, I'm bringing my old uh, my rotten tomatoes. And, and, and rotten eggs to throw at the stage because he's not funny. He's not a stand-up comic. He's around the way. JB Smooth can't do either. JB Smooth can't oh, no. do either. I don't want him at my barbecue. I don't no. want him at my bar. I don't want no. to pay any money to see him. I don't even want to see him on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm done. That dude is not funny. Period. A gunner. He's had a twenty-some year career. It, JB it's Smooth. Amazing, right? Yeah. Who? He's been around Ooh. since the early nineties. JB Martin? Smooth. No, JB Smooth. About Martin, no, dude, I'm talking I don't about JB Smooth. He was on Comic View back in like ninety three, four. I remember that, but he wasn't funny then. I was like, oh, that's that dude they just had in between other right. funny people, like the warm up <laughs> guy, something like the warm up guy. He just comes out there and makes yeah. sure the mic is running. He should have been the same. Man. Twenty years. <laughs> twenty that's ridiculous. Twenty plus a year. Ridiculous. Twenty plus year career. Unbelievable, not, right? I can do anything then. I can do anything I put my mind to. That dude is not funny and make him feel. I can do any. I'm a fly right now. That's it. <laughs> all right. So now we've gone through all the interesting news. Oh, I'm sorry. There's one other piece of business. Billy D. Williams will be officially returning back to Star Wars in Episode Nine. Uh, my main concern question is how will they manage to kill off Lando and further squash all my young Star Wars fans' hopes and dreams, as I have none going into Episode Nine. Uh, Jace, what do you think about this? Come on, John. You know Lando's going to be a pimp. I mean, he's going to be a literally a giant space pimp, full costume. I mean, just completely like, hey, if you have a childhood dream, let's pour some gasoline and boosh. Gasolina. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, to fit, 
What is the point of bringing him back? I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I'm glad Lando. I mean, Billy's getting a paycheck, but it's well, like so he can reunite with Han and Joe. Oh. So no. he and Luke can. Uh, so he and Princess Leia. Oh. I mean, no, he's, you know what what? Name, he's what his name's father, right? That's what's going to he, happen. He's, right? he's, he's actually Kylo Ren's father. See, that would make more sense. I would actually be on board with that. That's why he never liked Han. That's why he never felt worthy because I'm black, dad, and you just wouldn't accept that Lando is my father. This is why he actually hasn't been around in the resistance, you know. That he was oh, that's hilarious. Kylo's father, and that's why he's back to smuggling and taking Imagine that conversation. Oh, hey, hey. that comes between Leia and Han. Hey, so when you were in Carbonite, uh, <laughs> those those questions went down a little quote 45. Sorry about that. <laughs> we want to break out. <laughs> Things happen, you know. Uh, we got the cantina. You know, I was going through something back, I lost man. the whole planet. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna send off a tersely you know? worded email off to StarWars.com. <laughs> this is how attention, Star Wars presidents. This is how Lando Calrissian should be brought back into the franchise. Okay, now actually, I forgot. Here's, here's what he's really gonna do. Now that Han's dead, he's actually gonna put his moves on on Leia. Leia's not going to be in the movie. Hey, man. They would CGI oh, Leia oh, oh. just to do that scene and then kill her off. No, no. Yeah, I'm I'm figuring uh, what's his face? Snoke is going to kill Lando. Wait. <laughs> Oh, wait. Wait. All in, a, in a flashback. Right. Wow. I mean, there's so much. Oh, boy. All right. I'm not, I promise I'm not going to bash the sequel trilogy this, this this episode. I promise. I will. Is this is this <laughs> this is to this is to the joint with uh Ray and them? Yeah. Yeah. So no one's going to be yeah. able to be around uh-huh. except for three PO and Chewie to even introduce and explain who Lando is. Yeah. There's no right. wedge. There's no yeah. wedge. There's no wedge to say, hey, Lando, how you doing? It's like. There's no one who will know who this guy is. Like, hey, they killed I, Admiral I, I, Akbar. Again, there's it's no one who can tell who, who this guy is. Like, hey, I, I, I heard you need some help with the resistance. I, I, I know episode nine like goes through some kind of space time warp thing, like an interstellar. I, I, they can't fix this mess for me. I don't care who they put in here. They got to put Lando in here. Maybe Lando and Donald Glover, Lando. Merge or something. I don't know. Some some X Men time thing too. I don't know, man. They got Lando learned how to become a Jedi. Luke was secretly training him. Oh, that would actually be bad. Yeah, that would be a desperate move. So is this is this move worse than the Jer- uh What's his name? Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Is this worse? No, because I I'm hating, but I have a slight bit of interest in seeing Lando back in the uh, Star Wars universe. They said uh, on this one though, Lando Calrissian is going to be the owner of a bar, and there'll be grizzled <laughs> lumps in the jar. So you can go. <laughs> hey, if Finn and somebody else have a bar food eating contest, I'm gonna pass out. I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> Oh my God! Don't, don't give them any ideas. <laughs> Sorry, was that an Action Jackson reference? 
No, that is a uh, uh, ladies, man. ladies man. Ladies man. Ladies man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. It'd be yeah. like, man, nah, 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 man. I'm from the Ewok home world. We used to eat food like this all the time. Back up, back up. These grizzled lumps is mine. <laughs> Tim Meadows just rolls by. Stop, dude. <laughs> Them pickle womp rat feet, man. Oh, gosh. They bring back the band. They got to bring back the band, though. Man, all right. Let, let's keep this thing moving here. We got one last segment to go through. Uh, one, one quick uh, thing, because I'm sure y'all would like this. Cardi B just gave birth to a baby girl. She named her culture. K-U-L-T-U-R-E. Says this Cardi B, and they expect nothing less. Congratulations, dear heart. Congratulations. No, I mean that sincerely. That's awesome. Look at y'all. I mean that for real. I mean she's just being her, man. I'm cool. I know. Cardi B. Cardi B doesn't know how to be anybody but Cardi B, and I appreciate that. I might respect. Exactly. I mean, there's no reason to change to be like any other haters on Instagram or Twitter. Just do you. Want to name your kid that? Hey, go for it. That kid's got more money in the bank account. Right. Exactly. I wouldn't name my kid luxury, but, you know, if she wants to call it culture, go for it. All right. So uh, DC has long since had a problem with his cinematic universe ever since Christopher Nolan stepped down after his Dark Knight trilogy. And they've been kind of spinning their wheels ever since. But there has been one area that DC and Warner Brothers has been amazingly consistent on. That is its animated universe. And uh, let's see. Suicide Squad Hell to Pay is its 31st film. And so there have been a lot of films that they put out. And honestly, I, I had the guys put together a top five list, but we really could have done like a top 10, top 20, because these, these movies have by and large been a really, really high quality. So I asked the guys to narrow down to top five. And if you have any worse that you'd like to mention, feel free. Uh, but we're going to start off on this one with Chase. This one, actually, this is a, a fun top five because I, I own most of these. Uh, movies except like all the new Batman ones where they're basically just trying to throw out anything with Batman. Uh, but I, I really enjoy most of these uh, DC movies. I mean, and you know, there's a giant bias on who who, who gets the top spot on this one, and I'm already going to spoil it. I'm going to go with uh, number five is I'm going to go with Crisis at uh, Justice League Crisis at uh, Flashpoint. I mean, even though the art wasn't perfect, the you story said was really. My number five is two films. That's no, no, no. I said okay. it's quite. Uh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I guess I, I almost said Crisis at uh, Crisis at a uh, two words, but I meant Justice League uh, Flashpoint. Like okay. even even though the art wasn't perfect on that one, the story was. Re- they did a really good job of condensing that graphic that that series of pre fifty two. I'm sorry. What was it? New Fifty Two, oh, they did a really good job. They did a really good job of making that all into one really good and coherent uh, novel, and it really was a good fl- uh, starting point for the New Fifty Two. And I thought that they did a really good job on that. Number four is Teen Titans Judas Contract. I never read the graphic novel of uh, the Judas Contract, but I thought they did a real the, the animated version 
A, they did way better than the Justice League Teen Titans crap. It was literally one. It was probably the, one of the worst ones they ever did. I think they actually. I mean, they got out like the stupid little dance montage. Damien was not infallible, which I've hated since they introduced him in the animated series. And I thought they everybody had a good, uh, like a good role. Like uh, the ending was really cool. Uh, I, I like how Beast Boy kind of he, he comes off as like real narcissistic dude, but then he has this like, yeah, I'm a real dude at the end. So I like that a lot. Number three, and as you, you remember a couple episodes ago, I said this could be the best of the DC movies until you guys rightfully kind of correct me on that. Uh, Return of the Joker. I love Mark Hamill's Joker. I think he's, when it comes to animated voices, he, Kevin Conroy and Tim Daly are just, that, that, those are the dudes you call. So I, I really loved uh, Return of the Joker. And you actually see why Batman has a limp in the animated Joker too, which I really like uh, in the Return of uh, Batman Beyond. So I really like that one. Number two is probably going to be everyone's number one. Uh, Red Hood. This this is that's probably the best Batman movie. I mean, <laughs> as as much as I like the live on live movies, I really like the story in Red Hood. And the animated version really made you feel like real tragic. Like, dang, this is this is how this happened. Like, this is how Red Hood comes to being. I mean, you you really felt everybody's pain in that, and I and I really enjoyed that. Cause even, and I think that the ending, the actual ending of that movie is the best ending of all of these movies. Because um, even though know, you've gone through kind of, wow, this has been a really bad emotional ride. But then it's like, it's like at the end, you're like, eh, that could have been so much better. So I, I really like that. But the number one is 100% biased, and I have no shame in saying it, is All-Star Superman. I really enjoyed that. Right? Yep. I have no shame to say. No shame to say. laugh is number one, Gunner. <laughs> You've turned me into a Mark Campbell Joker right now. When's the last time you saw that movie? Uh, before I moved to this house three, four months ago, again, just to give it another chance, and it was still terrible. You, re- you really didn't like the story in it? He'll come back when he's done. That was worse. That was horrible. Come on. I mean, like, I mean, like Lex Luthor, where literally Superman literally throws in his face. It's like, you finally figure out exactly what I, all the power I have. And you think you were so the stuff. You've had my power for one day. And you literally couldn't figure out how to do something better than what you did right now. This is proving how ridiculous you are. You, you're so smart. You, all you can do is try and kill me. I've been trying to do every, all these great things for the world. So here it is. You have it. And then he, Lex is like, yeah, you're right. I was kind of a tale. Like, here, 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 here's your make your Superman uh, baby kit. I mean, and it's like, actually, <laughs> I really do. Listen to yourself. <laughs> I mean, no, but, but like, okay, I really, terrible. Terrible. you're, you're describing the movie exactly. You're, that's perfect. I'm just saying, listen to yourself. It's ridiculous. If this was no, a live okay. action movie, you'd be like, yo, that was so off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting mad that he killed Zod. 
Like, you know, in the live action. If all that happened in the live action, you'd have been like, what is this crap? Okay. Like, okay. Lex is a... I, I, don't, I don't like particularly any time Lex is not played like the... Uh, I don't like when he's not played like the evil Tony Stark, but that was actually a really good version of that, where it's like, hey, you know, he's on trial... He figures out how to kill Superman. I mean, like, his, his start is, I finally figured out how to kill Superman. And it's like, I can't really do it, but some re- something I did is finally figured out how to kill Superman. And that struggle was, hey, I figured out how to kill Superman. Then I figured out how to take his power. And then it's like, and then to find it, all of that was for nothing. I could have been doing something actually good for the world. Like, that actually, that's the reason why I like this. It. Like, hey, you could actually be doing something good for the world versus being a giant focus on yourself ego that you have to be the best thing in Metropolis or best thing in the world. Like I, (laughs) okay, but that's yours. All right. All right. I'm sorry. That's my list. All right. Uh, Gunner, let's hear from you. Oh God. Well, I promise you all star Superman is not on this list. Anything (laughs) where Superman is not fixing the sun. I'm good. Anyways. Okay. Honorable mention. Gods and Monsters, Justice League Gods and Monsters. Yeah. yeah. Attack on Arkham surprised me. That was a Suicide Squad we deserved in the live-action movie theater, by the way. Two honorable mentions. Okay. Now, to my list. Tied for five. Batman, Superman, Public Enemy, Batman, Apocalypse. Okay. Number four. I mean, there's nothing more to say there. I mean, Jesus, watch him. Um, number four. That man, Bad Blood. He had a brother in there, finally. I'm cool with that. We're done. Number three, Flashpoint Paradox. I can watch this over and over again. I mean, it did. It followed, like Jason just said, it followed the series, the comic series, really well. It did a good job with it. I was a little worried. Hey, they really did a good job with it. I'll watch this over and over again. Number two, you might get on me about this one because there's actually two movies. The Dark Knight Returns, one and two together. That's cool. It's a complete story. It's a complete story. We're not. Even, hopefully, they never make a three cause, based off of that one. It was kind of bad after I finally read it. Um, yeah. Hmm. Those are very terrible. Yeah. Hopefully, they just. Yeah. No. Those. No. Not three. But one and two. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Shout out to uh, more on that one. Um. And of course, number one will always. You said more. No, Alan Moore. Frank Miller. Is that Frank Miller or Alan Moore? Yeah, Frank Miller did the he. Alan Moore. Uh, what did he do? Alan Moore did, did the. Alan? Um, what did he do? Frank uh, Miller did Year One and Dark Knight. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry about that. Thank you, Frank Miller. Um. Sue, number one, of course, will be Batman, Red Hood. I mean, what more can you ask for for a Batman movie in general? I mean, they animated awesome action scenes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the plot of the whole thing, the intricate details of who's doing what. And the, I mean, they had everything you want in a Batman movie, period. Heck, you got... <laughs> Who was the voice of Nightwing again? Neil, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. He played the perfect sarcastic Nightwing. That's that's who else are you gonna? I mean, that was wonderful. I didn't think I'd like a sarcastic Nightwing. That's that's Nightwing. Mm-hmm. That's Nightwing. So yeah, 
That's my list. All right. Good picks. Okay. Uh, Chief, what you got? All right. Uh, what do I have? I've got our gods and monsters. Got the flashpoint. I've got the Wonder Woman, where she fought our fairies. What else do I have out here? Uh, I'm trying to think. I've just seen. I know it wasn't All Star Superman. <laughs> oh, so, uh, killing. If this wasn't a family friendly version, I'd be saying another word. Back when he's fixing the sun. Uh, my bad, James. My bad. What was on me? Uh, all right. Um, ahead, I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the killing joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, I, I like I like killing joke right now. I love killing joke right after that whole foolishness with Batman and Batgirl. Like if right. I can fast forward past that first thirty minutes, it becomes a really great. Yeah. But gosh, putting those two together was terrible on every level. Were they just trying to make the continuity for um? The continuity with Batman Beyond, you know that. Man, was I don't care story. what they're trying to do, but it was terrible. Take that and uh, was that five? I don't know if it was five because I I've got them, but I I can't think of the names of them. I you know Hulu. I don't know if you guys got Hulu, but yeah. Hulu got a whole section. And one yep. day I just went and I started watching them back to back to back to back. Yeah. And um. Oh man, that'll. Although I can. <laughs> right. They'll run together. That's what I'm saying. There's continuity together, so I know, you know, so they're all in my mind. I just don't know what the hell they are. I got so, you. I had to run downstairs and look at the shelf. <laughs> it was just like, wait, I don't know. was that Judas? Was that Arkham? Right. No, no, that was Son of Batman. Okay, got it. There's a bunch of them. All right, uh, Javon, what you got, man? Oh, the Judas, uh, the Judas one. Yeah, that was that was sweet. Okay. Um, number five, Killing Joke. And I know people, a lot of people didn't like Killing Joke. I liked it. I liked it. Mark Hamill had me cracking up. Sorry. <laughs> Joker had me cracking up the whole movie. Uh, number four, it was a Green Lantern. I think it was First Flight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I caught that on a Humble on Cinemax. When I, Cinemax sometimes will surprise you at like three in the morning. And show these DC movie, uh, DC animated films. Yeah. So watch out for that. That's where I saw yeah. um, All Star Superman. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Like, right after, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right after like Busty uh-huh. eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Leader hosing zombies um, and then All Star Superman. Leader. Oh, okay. Let's show that right after this. Man, this is right up your alley if you're watching Busty Cops at 2 a.m. Um, Batman versus Robin, which was really good to me. Um, that's my number three. <clears throat> um, there was, I'm not, the, the Wonder Woman would be number two because I really like that origin story one. Uh, but there was a Justice League where they seemed like they were a little younger. It was like they were first establishing the Justice League. I don't know what the name of it is. Did they fight um, Darkseid? Was, like, yeah, was it? It was a great character. I don't know if it was Darkseid or not. Oh, oh my shit, God. Damn it. 
You're a bomb. Yeah. Really? Huh? That was literally Cyborg the worst it? thing ever. Cyborg in it was it war? It wasn't war, was it? Oh, it, no. It was, no, no, no. It was Christmas. They say it was Christmas, and I was getting, I was like a fish. Yeah, I was drinking from. Yeah, that explains so much. So, exactly. When I sat down <laughs> and I watched that movie, I, this was the greatest thing ever. I'll need you to watch that sober, please. Yeah, it was that bad. For me. You can I have it was it's that bad. It may be the worst really? one. It may be the worst one on the entire list. Finally, give it, it away. I will give it to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the lucky Finally, way. I can it's give this thing away. <laughs> it was so that bad. Awful. Yeah, yeah. That it, was pretty it, bad. It's but terrible. On every level. The most unlikable kid ever. And then he gets yeah. out. He like, was in it. He was in yeah, it. He was hard. Right, I need to. I need to watch, yeah, watch that again because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you to do this, this homework assignment. Watch right. that between now and the next show. And then I want to hear the sober Javon review of it. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm probably going to tear it apart. Okay. All right. That's okay. Right. Good daddy. What is, it, what is the actual name of it, huh? Justice, Justice League War. Justice League War. Justice League War. That was it. That was it. War. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah, go watch that. Yeah. All right. Javon's got, I mean, uh, Melvin's got a copy for you. Because like, yeah, no one else has that in their collection. Exactly. Is that bad? It is. It's pretty bad. I, Was that your I number one? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know me, I'm not married to my opinions. I'm always, you know, you get oh, yeah. you provide me evidence and proof, then I, you know, I'm objective. I, I always. Nice. I, I, yeah. All right. Well, that's perfect. You, you go see that and please get back to us. Okay. All right. Hey, Here's my list. My Knock out mine real fast here. I'm going to go with, since everybody else is cheating with honorable mentions, I'm going to go with Justice League Gods and Monsters. I was not at all excited about the premise of that movie, but it really won me over. It was such a cool take on Injustice League, and I am actually kind of mad they still haven't done anything else with that universe because it's too cool to just make one movie, and I go back to it. So, yeah, Hey, with that, I'm sorry, Jeff, to interrupt, yeah. but with that, um, did you catch the YouTube shorts? Of each yeah, hero, whatever. Yeah. Those uh-huh. added to it, and you were like, yo. I yeah. So I want to like, see more. And uh, they've got Comic-Con coming out next week, so hopefully, or I'm sorry, at the end of next week, so we'll have another show before then. So hopefully we'll get some news on some more uh, animated films. I know they've got Death of Superman and The Reign of the Supermen coming. Yeah. So I am very sure that those two will find their way onto my list. Um when we go back and revisit this. My number five is Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. I hated pretty much everything with New 52, but Flashpoint Paradox was such a cool story. And they did a really good job adapting that. Uh, Warner Brothers Animated didn't always stick true to the source material for their adaptations, but this one I thought was a really uh, nice streamlined job on taking a very complex and long and deep story and putting into their 75, 80-minute specials so it worked really well um my only regret is the the new 52 inspired films haven't been as good as that one but that's definitely one of my favorites uh i didn't shy away from the violence and had a really good job with the characters too number four is teen titans the judas contract that is one of my favorite uh all-time comic book stories and i thought they did a really really good job adapting that one jace i will let you borrow my teen titans judas contract trade because it is something to be read by every comic book fan and i thought they did a really good job uh using the current roster of the animated titans to 
play nice with that. And it ended on a note that made me very excited about the next Teen Titans movie whenever they get around to it. My number three is Wonder Woman. That was a really good movie, and it had a lot of good Wonder Woman action. Uh, Carrie Russell did the voice of Wonder Woman, and she's going to be in Star Wars Episode Nine too. But I thought they did a really good job with that. And I was, I'm looking for another sequel on that. This, that's one of those things that makes me so mad that they just stick to Batman because they've had those really good films with Wonder Woman and Green Lantern, and they haven't gotten back around to them, and they just keep tossing out all these Batman films. Uh, my number two is Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. Before he lost every trace of his mind, James Woods pulled off a really cool version of Isle Man, and watching the Justice League fight the crime syndicate was cool, and it really felt like a big blockbuster animated movie event, and they did a perfect job on that one. And it's always fun watching the Justice League be confident going against other competent villains. So that was definitely right up there. And surprise, surprise, my number one, Batman Under the Red Hood. Uh, like Gunnar mentioned, it had Neil Patrick Harris, but Jensen Eccles did an outstanding job as Jason Todd, a.k.a. the Red Hood. He really got that whole crazy, demented, just horribly uh, lost in the head mindset and mentality. And he, he did a really good job of making you feel sympathetic for the villain in the movie. And yeah, they haven't done a better one than that one. And it's, you know, it, that was, what was that? That was their eighth film. And they've had a lot of films since then, but that one is just like, that's the one you put, if you have only one film of the DC animated ones to, to put somebody in front of them, let them watch. That's the one. Um, but like I said, out of 31 films, they maybe had 10 bad ones. Definitely Justice League War, for sure. Um, I, I don't really like a lot of these later Batman films. Like Batman and Harley Quinn was terrible. Um, I mean, it was awful. But uh, yeah, for the most part, you can find really good ones on those deals. So yeah, good job, Warner Brothers Animated. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to seeing what's coming up. And I'm really, like I said, excited about the death of Superman and the reign of the Superman. Oh, yeah. because that, I mean, that's my they really should Superman do a, story. can they do a, a all-star Superman too? I mean, that'd be cool. You know, that, you? That is, that's unnecessary hate. Unnecessary. <laughs> you, you know, I do know where, I might know where you live, okay? <laughs> I mean, just because you move, I can I can still find you, boy. <laughs> yeah, good Jeez. point. Nevertheless. <laughs> I'll right. be back when I uh, fix the sun, and you can find me. How about that? <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to use the Ross. Oh, uh, horrible movie. I'm going to use the Ross double uh, double fist for you. Good job. So. Awesome, friends. All right. Well, fellas, that's everything on my end. Do we have any dummy nom- Dummies of the Week nominees outside of the political spectrum? Javon. I know you're going with me. I mean, they're on TV, so what do you want from me? They're dumb and they're on TV. <laughs> That's criteria, right? Well, I, I'm trying to go with fictional characters because these these guys are too stupid to believe. They're too. Yeah, I know. And I'm sorry. There's I, I got nothing this week. I haven't taken in that much TV. I really haven't. Oh well, Ernie Grunfeld, the Wizards general manager. He he can 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 we do that, Jeff? You can do that, man. You must uh, be a fictional character. <laughs> Nobody like him should exist in real life, man. He, yeah, he's, yeah. At least in Thank his you. job. Like I said, at least in his job, we'll say that. 
Um, I sent y'all a text last night about them signing Dwight Howard, and now they're throwing their hat in the Carmelo Anthony arena. <laughs> um, like I said, y'all, if this was 2010, I'd be stoked. It, it seemed like to me Ernie Grunfeld is getting his scouting reports via, like, remember the notebook? What was the name of that movie? The letter or whatever? Where Sandra Bullock, was it Sandra Bullock and the dude was exchanging letters like five years Keanu? apart or something crazy? Is that time thing? Time Traveler's Wife? Or is that the other one? The I get them mixed up. I think yeah, that was Keanu. It was Keanu. Was Keanu wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was something. The Keanu leaves yeah, the cabin or the milk bottle. The milk bottle <laughs> something, yeah. It was like three of them like that. I'm like, Jesus. Oh, yeah. my God. Somebody had right, an idea. Let's make it three times. Yeah, it's like Grunfeld is getting his scouting reports in that mailbox. It's like five years too late. And he's like, you know what? You're right. We need to go ahead and get Tom Gibson. You know what? You're right. Let's see if Antoine Jameson is interested in getting signing with the Wizards. Oh, he played hey. here before, like 15 years ago? Okay, never mind. Hey, so we, should, we, we should give Lou, Lou Dang a max contract. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, that'll do it for me and, and us. This is a fun episode. I'm going to make sure I check out All-Star Superman and tribute to Jace this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the story. I thought the movie was fine. It it was gonna I be. It had been in my, my top ten. Yeah, and then I, I expect a full report on Justice League War from from you, Mr. King. And uh, right. yeah, we're gonna do this bad boy up. Thank you all out there for listening. This episode oh. of Loud Movie Files. What's up, man? I'm sorry, Jeff. Can I plug one something? I'm sorry, my fault. You know me. Um, everybody, watch Glow, man. Glow is like that. I love that show. That's all I had to say. That was good stuff. Yes. Okay. Um yes. <laughs> right. That was that was that was good. Now we go load load it back up in the box. Thank y'all out there for listening. Thank y'all fellas for dropping in as always. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.